Hi, it's Dr. Brian McKay, Core Health and Darian. Uh, today, I'd like to talk to you about spinal decompression for lower back pain. Now, lower back pain is basically a boring topic if you don't have it. Uh, if you have it, it's not so boring. So just listen in and see if what I have makes sense to you. And if not, then uh, hit delete. But, okay, so let's talk about spinal decompression. Spinal decompression was started, uh, give a little brief history, by Dr. Norman Shealy, who happened to be a neurosurgeon who got tired of operating on the same people over and over again. One patient, uh, I'm telling me, was operated on nine times. The guy would just beg for another surgery, another surgery, just to get relief. And it really didn't happen. So he just figured this has got to be a better way to put the genie back in the bottle when it comes to these, these bulging or herniated discs that really cause a lot of misery. Um, misery on many levels. Um, you have the lost time from work, the pain, um, the increased dependency on opioids, uh, like in workers' compensation claims. Low, backs, low back problems cost billions of dollars a year. Quite honestly, the human body is, uh, we're living longer, uh, we're more sedentary, we're not exercising enough, and these create problems. They create problems because the discs will bulge, and the disc is that cartilaginous material between the vertebra that helps support and space, space the bones out nicely. So when you have a herniation, it puts pressure potentially on the spinal cord itself, which would can cre create a condition called spinal stenosis. Not a good thing to have happen. Uh, or you could be pressing on the actual nerve root as it exits the spine, you know, right or left through the opening we call the intervertebral foramen. So when you have this happen, um, chronic pain sets in. So what's your first line of defense? Rest? Oh, okay. Um, Advil, Aleve? Yeah. But are you really going to get... Um, the pressure off the nerve root or um, the direct pressure right in the spinal cord. Advil relief is not going to do it. Now, logically, people go, well, false logic. They're going to go right to a, uh, let's go for massage. Now, massage is going to relax the muscles around the ear. No doubt about it. It feels good. Um, and everyone thinks the problem is a muscle. But when it is just a muscle, massage is going to work fantastic. If it's not just the muscle, well, it's only going to work so-so and maybe get you temporary relief. And I've seen it where um, the body's trying to do is it, it locks up certain muscles, making the situation tight and hurt to move, that people will actually respond really poorly to a massage. In fact, they can't even get off the table. And I speak from my own experience there. I have a massage therapist on staff here at Core Health. You know, the back's a little tight. Go for it. I couldn't get off the table. So what ends up happening is we're chasing a lot of um, things that may not be effective. Um, you, know, you go for a cortisone shot. Well, if you're a uh, you know 40 year old guy who's 40 pounds overweight and doesn't exercise, and maybe you smoke and drink too much, um, cortisone shots kind of stop the pain for a little while. Maybe, hopefully. I mean, listen, there's nothing wrong with getting out of pain, but what ends up happening is you really have an, an unhealthy situation. So these, these herniations or bulging discs occur quite often. It could happen from an accident, uh, lifestyle, poor, poor lifestyle choices, 
um, old age, sitting too much, all of the above. So what do you do when you have a bad disc? All right. Typically, you're going to go to your medical doctor. He's going to say, do not go to a chiropractor. Whatever you do, do not go to a chiropractor. <clears throat> and this is, yeah, you, you take it for what it's worth. Um, was that answer really, really uh, researched thoroughly? Because a chiropractor is a chiropractor, is a mechanic for the spine. And you don't downplay the importance of mechanics. I mean, your car's not working. You're not going to take it into uh, the car wash and expect it to work good. And it's kind of what you end up doing if you don't address the biomechanical defects. So what bad back comes in here, um, before we go to use spinal decompression, we have to address the biomechanical situation. If you've got a loss of curvature, well, we got to try to work the curvature. you got tight hamstrings, well, we got to work the hamstrings. And that comes down, and, and to working a tight hamstring, you can call it physical therapy, call it massage therapy. I don't care what you call it, but if you need to do this before you go about hitting on the disc and trying to, trying to fix the disc. So the chronic pain people who go for a cortisone shot just skip to the front of the line. It's like, uh, I guess it's like you know, getting a pilot. I want to learn how to fly an airplane. Just sit me in front of a, uh, you know, a, 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 seven, I say a 747. It shows my age. But, um, you know, just sit in the pilot seat and uh, we'll figure it out, you know. But so – we have different, you know, protocols that just don't work. So typically you come to core health. First thing you do is get a thorough examination. We're going to check the entire unit. I mean, really, from, if you got a bad back, we have to check how the feet are working. Um, do you need pelvic stabilization through the feet? Um, are the knees out? Is the hips out? Um, the, the pelvis? Is the lumbar vertebra? All these things need to be assessed fully and treated from a, with a biomechanical view of things because – if you enhance the mechanics, then spinal decompression becomes way, way more effective. When I tell you way more effective, you can't believe the difference because if you set the stage, you 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 know you work the foundation, now we can go in and put the genie back in the bottle. So I want you to think about the last time you brushed your teeth. Hopefully this morning. If not, make sure you do it tonight before you go to bed. And what happens is you squeeze the tube, some comes out on the tooth on the toothbrush. Then you release the pressure and you see a little dab go back into the tube. What's happening is you're creating negative pressure within the disc. And that negative pressure brings fluid into the disc space. Okay. And by bringing that the cerebrospinal fluid into the disc space, it rehydrates it. You go away for a few days, you leave a um, sponge out on the side of your sink. What happens? You come back, it's, it's, it's thin, dry, and crusty. Well, it just doesn't become all that, but it can over a period of time, especially for chronic, chronic bad low backs. So what we got to do is we have to hydrate. How do you hydrate? Through this, this increase the, uh, in, the pressure within the disc space to draw the fluid in. Hydrates the disc and allows the disc to kind of swell back up to a, a better. If, if you have arthritis, you're not going to get it back fully, but it allows for more fluid within the disc space, allowing greater the cushioning properties that are supposed to take place. Now, if you have a loss of curve, and you have pressure on that disc, you have to understand something. The disc is supposed to, the disc is a spacer. It's not supposed to bear weight. When it bears weight, it wears out, aka arthritis, old age in the back, however you want to term it. Behind the disc are called facet joints. The facet joints are supposed to bear all the weight. And when you have a mechanically proper biomechanically tuned spine, that's where the weight's going to reside. And 
do so well into the 80s and 90s if it's taken care of properly. So what happens is people think, okay, you know you go to the dentist twice a year. Great. Maybe you should go three times a year. You know, could work in a cleaning. But people really don't take care of their spine. I mean, you sit down. I mean, right now we're in the middle of this COVID-19 stuff going on. People are sitting at home at their desks all day long. Not a good thing. Really not a good thing. But it happens. This This is the world we live in. So inactivity combined with poor biomechanics, poor lifestyle choices, contribute to bad low backs. And so when someone comes in here, they want to get out of pain. Pain is the first thing. But do you really want to fix it? Because if you don't fix it, this, the, the problem's going to come back. I mean, how often do you, you know, I, I've, I've had people, you know, yeah, back, back pain off and on for 10 years. So if you're treating the pain, you can, yeah, you can treat the pain with an Advil here and there, a cortisone injection, you know, a little bit of PT, a little bit of massage. But you got to get under the hood and fix what's really going on. And that's when spinal, spinal decompression really becomes more effective. Once you, you know, gets, get the muscles getting stretched, ligaments with less tension on it, then you get the disc with less tension on it, you're going to bring about better healing when you rehydrate the disc. And that's really what it comes down to. Spinal decompression rehydrates discs. Uh, and when you rehydrate a disc, it doesn't have extra stresses placed on it. I'm talking about physical stress, not mental stress. With physical stress placed on it, you're going to have a good response. Uh, you can avoid surgery. I mean, a lot of times people go, well, surgery is the only option. Well, I say BS to that. Surgery is not your only option. Spinal decompression is a great way to rehabilitate a bad low back, but it's kind of like the icing on the cake. You got to take those steps beforehand to restore it. And if you think you're not going to exercise, don't waste your time. I mean, just go for the surgery. I mean, you're not going to get the relief you need. It's really not all up to the chiropractor in my case or the physical therapist in our office here. It's not up to us. We're going to, we're going to get your body back. It's like if you banged up your car in an accident, you know, we fix everything. We give it back to you. Well, you don't take care of it. Maybe you get another accident. These things happen, but you have to understand the mechanical nature, the mechanical you and how it is affected. And if you can understand that, you know why you probably benefit from spinal decompression. Now, spinal decompression is not forever. It's about 20, 24 treatments if done properly, but also in the right sequence. Get the biomechanical stuff worked out. Get those vertebra, the pelvic, you know, the legs, the, the ankles, the feet, all working properly to set the stage for a true healing a healing process. And it takes time. I mean, by the time you, you know, maybe it takes about a month to get the mechanics going. Sometimes it takes two months. Then you got a third month of, uh, of doing spinal decompression or even two months of it. So it's not a quick fix. I mean, think about it. You, you had a pain for four or five years off and on. Do you really expect it to go away with a massage? Do you really expect it to go away? Or are you just placating you know, for the time being? Hey, we've got this under control. Um, next, you know, let's, let's worry about it later. I understand that mentality, but eventually you're going to have to get it fixed. The question is, do you go for surgery? I mean, a lot of back surgeries don't work. That's how Dr. Shealy came about inventing spinal decompression because he saw it didn't work. And then you have scar tissue. Scar tissue can lead to all kinds of stuff. I mean, you can start getting neuropathy if you have several scars, you know, scar tissue on top of scar tissue. It blocks the nerve impulse and then the nerve actually starts to die out. So it really depends on how you want to treat your back. Getting out of pain, hey, well, then keep doing what you're doing. You want lasting relief. You really owe it to yourself to consider, you know, a course of spinal decompression. But, 
you know, I would never, I, I don't put anybody on as you're wasting your time if they're not going to get the mechanics fixed. So it's really, it's, it's really a great adjunct to an overall program. And sure, you got to work the core muscles. I mean, that, that, that's, that makes sense, you know, but you have to exercise, stay flexible and maintain it. And if the back was bad enough coming into for care, it's never going to be 100%. I mean, just don't, don't kid yourself. Never going to be 100%. But can you get it to 90, 95 and manage it? Hell yeah, I think it's possible in many cases. In some cases, the best you're going to get is 80%. But you have to take ownership of your back and not put it into the hands of uh, Advil and Aleve. You know, Advil and Aleve are good for the short term. They don't address the long-term implications of back pain. And also, I mean, if you have the slightest addictive personality, uh, you know, opioids, yeah, they're going to knock your pain out. But are they making you dopey? Are you falling asleep at the wheel? Are you more tired at work? Are you well, definitely not getting the benefit from rest? Clearly, you don't get the benefit from rest that you should be getting if you had a good, you know, a good night's rest. The body heals at rest, and that's something you can't discount. So, basically, common sense approach: address the physical, uh, biomechanical issues that caused you to have the back pain to begin with, cause that disc to herniate. Then you fix the disc, but then you do your exercises. And you can have a pretty good shot at the pain-free life. But popping Advil leave, waiting for the next cortisone injection, it just doesn't make sense. If you got questions, 203-656-3636. 203-656-3636. I'm Dr. Brian McKay, and we're discussing spinal decompression. How boring, unless you have back pain. All right, listen, have a great day, and let's hope this COVID thing ends real soon. All right, bye now.